Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. episode 220 for Slam Fire Radio for August 25th, 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. I'm another one of your hosts, Matthew. I'm another one, Trevor. And I'm Adriel. We're all here. Yay. Yep. Yay. Yeah. And I'm Adriel. Oh, bother. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> your Holy, we're all together. This is the first time in weeks. It feels like it's the first time since, like, the charity shoot. It well, does. no, we were we were all together for the recording that that didn't that didn't that crash. The, the, didn't yeah, work. that see that's the thing, right? Yeah. We were together for that, but it didn't happen. So and then and then the re the reshoot, if you will. <laughs> uh, I don't think I made it for the reshoot. No, you and didn't. Then I, right, and then I was on for the next one. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. It's I missed been... you guys. I didn't miss. Yeah, I did. That's not true. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be mean, but I'm not mean. I like you. I like it when you're on the yeah. show. All I'm right, being too to nice. See, I've got this. I'm all messed up. It's been too yeah. long, Trev. You can't Kelly, be away this long. On. Kelly, help. Help, Kelly. I need an adult. <laughs> well, we've missed each other. It's true. We have. So there. it's nice to have everybody on. All right. Let's do what we did in guns. But before we get there, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, uh, Canada's premier firearms retailer right now at uh, Calgary Shooting Center, they have their Winchester SXPs on sale for up to uh, 150 bucks off. So, nice. that's good. And for those that don't know, maybe myself included, that is a pump-action Winchester 12-gauge shotgun? That's a pump-action shotgun. Very fast uh, action on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fast no. as you can pump oh. it. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes you don't even got to touch the trigger. Uh, oh, no, that's it. a Remington. Anyways. No, it was this one. Oh, was that it? Was, that was fast, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's been fixed. <laughs> yeah. It's been fixed. Okay. I don't know yeah. if it's been fixed. All right. Matthew, you're up. Yay. I didn't do anything until today. And then today I went to the range with Vincent. Vincent's the kid from my church that wanted to go to the range a while back, but didn't want to pay the $45 for the range membership. So huge shout out again to Dave Watkins for spotting the boy some money. And so we went to the gun store today and bought his range membership and went out to to the range and shot the AR and the two handguns. And he had a great time. Can I add a little caveat to that? Yeah, sure. I don't think it's that he didn't want to. It's... Basically, he didn't want to pay a $45 guest membership. Right. That's Yeah, that, that's what it basically boiled guess down to. I mean, he, yeah. had he You're been able to go by himself regularly, I'm sure the $45 would have been like, no, Whatever. no problem. But to go for one visit, it seemed a little excessive. And I agree, it is. So, yeah. actually, when I went to the gun store to buy the membership, the guy's like, okay, um, what's your name? I'm like, oh, it's not for me. It's for somebody else. Okay. I'm like... He said, he started asking all these questions. I'm like, well, I just have his name and his phone number, really. I mean, he's 
he's 14 years old. He, he doesn't have a home line. He doesn't have an address besides his parents. Like, it's not like he doesn't have a firearms license. He's just a kid. He goes, oh, well, I don't think kids need range memberships. I'm like, yeah, they, <laughs> they do, actually, unfortunately. And the guy was kind of surprised that, oh, really? He has to pay 45 bucks just to go to the range with you? Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> insurance and yeah. reasons. Yeah, that's the way it works here. So, anyway, we had a good time. We started out with the Beretta pistol. That's the little Series 70 that I have that I won at SummerSlam two years ago. Nationals, 2013. Sure. Nationals, then. I don't know. I'm glad you remember these things because I I know because that was the only year we had a bunch of them. That's we right. had like 13 of those on the prize table. <laughs> well, I don't think there were that many, but there were a lot. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I was I was happy that my name was called early, unlike this year, SummerSlam, where it was called with six things left on the table, and I didn't even get up. You're like, McClatchy! Like, what? I'm like, you won something. No, I didn't. No, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> I, I don't really need didn't. a sticker. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I just stayed seated. <laughs> that allowed somebody else's name to get called, though, so whatever. Anyway, so we started out on the Beretta, the 22. And uh, he had fun with that. And so we, we did the whole, you know, start at the ground and work your way up. Did the whole stance and grip and sight picture and sight alignment and trigger press and all that stuff. And he, he was doing pretty good. And then we moved on to the Glock. And he <laughs> he started giggling when he got the Glock in his hands because it's so much bigger than the other one. He goes, oh, this is a gun. Like, yeah, all right. So we did the whole thing again. And he did all right with the Glock, too. And then he asked me, he said, so how fast do you shoot when you're doing competition? I'm like... A little faster than this. Can you show me? Yeah, all right. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. He, he. Uh, I don't know if he was impressed or not, but I impressed myself. I meant some- <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that hey looks. That's important. all that matters. Yeah, that's right. So I impressed myself. So I had some fun there. We shot the the Glock a little bit, and then we went over to the rifle range and shot the AR. And I brought the twenty two conversion kit for it as well. So we started out with the AR with the twenty two kit in it, and shot some stuff. And then uh, put the the AR or the the two two three bolt back in or five five six bolt I guess back in it and shot some five five six and same thing yeah he just loved it just he he, he likes shooting he's he's good at it um fairly good with all the safety rules and stuff so yeah it went went really well he had a really good time so just again big thanks to to Dave for making that possible and Vincent uh, Vincent was actually quite blown away when I explained to him how it went down he's like so you know this guy I'm like no no not really he, you've never met him nah and he's sending you money f- for me yep cool that's gunnies <laughs> so yeah it was uh, it was a good way to kind of shine some really good light on uh, our sport so so Dave you're a good guy Thank you, sir. And that's it. That's all I did. I did nothing else this week except for go to the range with Vincent today. So I guess that brings us to Trevor. Cool. Well, um, I missed last week's show because I was on vacation. The wife and I took off to Nova Scotia. Uh, Most of it was spent in Cape Breton. Um, Awesome time. We stayed with uh, friends in Halifax, and then we stayed with Captain Andy and his wife, Kim. Uh, while I was on vacation, I did get to shoot a gun. I managed to shoot a Snyder Enfield, and I posted the video of this on our Facebook page. This was kind of a cool experience. Um, and it, well, it resulted- cool is a relative term, I think. It, hey, I got a job offer out of this. Which you was did hilarious. get a job offer, but you also wore a ridiculous coat. 
And I tried, Matthew, to not wear the coat, but he said it, that the Parks Canada considered it a safety uh, item and had to be worn <laughs> because it was natural, made of natural fibers and they were non-flammable and any sparks in the firearm, yada, yada, yada. The safety brief before I fired those three blanks was almost 10 minutes long. We videotaped oh. the whole safety brief. Yeah, exactly, Matt. Exactly, Adriel. So, We're about to make some noise. Nothing's okay. going to actually go flying about, but let's talk about how that could be dangerous. All right. I have a question for yes. you. I saw the video, right? It's a 10-minute long safety briefing. You mm-hmm. had no ear protection at all. No, I did not until it was time to fire the gun. It's called editing. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. <laughs> Shut up, Kelly. I'm, I'm done. So... Go. Um, the, uh, the, where was I? The, um, the gun, oh, well, a lot of the, um, safety brief was actually explaining the manual of arms of that gun. And he also told me some of the history of how Parks Canada got or acquired 200 of these. So the story went, yada, 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 the English army started to convert muzzle loaders, and then they had some that were purpose built. And by the time they got them, they were pretty much obsolete. And they put a couple of thousand in storage in a cave somewhere. And they were forgotten about for 70 years. <laughs> and then, or was it more than 70 years? No, it would have been much more than 70 years. So, um, yeah, they were they were found in the cave. And they were still in pristine condition because they were stored properly. And Parks Canada was able to acquire 200 of them. So they've been just kind of sending them out to their different historic locations and museums and stuff. So this was a fully functional um, Schneider Enfield. I don't remember the exact caliber of it. I did handle some of the brass and uh, to see what, what caliber it was. But uh, it, it's lost on me. I don't, I don't know. So, so anyway, um, 22 bucks to fire three blanks and I went through it the way that he wanted me to go through it and when I was when he was done he's like that was textbook I wish they all went that well do you want a job <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot of fun Schneider Enfield kind of fun um, and then um, home from vacation and we've right before well right before vacation and right after SummerSlam we had a new roof put on and took advantage of the new roof to renovate the man cave. So the man cave had a big chimney going through the middle of it, tore the chimney out, put down a new floor, put down a new ceiling, and the space behind the chimney used to be used for storage and I had a couple of gun lockers back there and ripped all that out and built a purpose-built gun room. So it has a solid wall and a steel door with a steel frame with a, uh, a doorknob that locks automatically when you close it. You can't lock yourself in, mind you, but as soon as the door is closed, it's locked, plus a deadbolt, um, armored hinges. Like, Luckily, I got this door that was like um, salvaged from another job. Otherwise, it's like $2,000 for the door and the hardware, so I got a smoking deal. I got the whole thing for like 400 bucks through my contractor. <laughs> anyway, the room ended up a lot bigger inside than I thought. I don't know the exact square footage, doesn't matter, but it's probably going to take me several years to fill it. Um, what I did was, on the inside... Yeah, I had challenge con- accepted, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, on the inside, I had the contractor install slot board. It's like, kind of the same idea as pegboard, but where pegboard has to be spaced out against the wall to make room for the hooks on the pegs to go inside the holes this slot board doesn't work like that it just screws directly to whatever wall you're putting it on and then you get the hooks that are made for slot board 
Um, you can buy some specifically for hanging guns on slot board, but they're like $15 for two. So, uh, you know, it's going to cost me hundreds of dollars in hooks. So I've got to figure out a, a better way of just getting the regular buck 50 a piece ones and bending them into shape. Just get uh, coat hangers and a pair of pliers. That'll do. Yeah, Except that'll be me. fine. That'll That's, be fine. Oh, yeah. And then I'll, 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 I'll wrap electrical tape around them so that they don't scratch the guns. It'll look yeah, but, super but make sure you just rip the electrical tape. Don't cut it cleanly so it kind of no, dangles off. Exactly. Yeah. If you cut it cleanly, then it doesn't unwrap, right? So That's right. That. Yeah. Uh, so um, I ordered pistol stands, the ones that are like the curved piece of wire that that's all powder-coated, goes up the muzzle and stuff. So you can get them in sets of three. So I ordered three sets of those. I'll probably need another set or, or more before I'm done. So the, the rifles and shotguns are going to go on the wall, and the pistols are going to go on a uh, on a shelf on those on those stands. So everything will be, like, on display when you walk in. It's going to be so awesome. Um, what else? Uh, oh, last time I was on, I got a text about somebody who had 15 handguns for sale. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So... The whole, um, the one, the thing that excited me the most was there was supposed to be a USGI 1911, like a Colt 1911 military issue, U.S. property, all Hartford, Connecticut, all that stuff. Anyway, um, and then there was a Glock and there was a Sig P226 and some revolvers. I get over there and um, there's not 15, there's only 11. There's two Smith & Wesson Model 422 semi-automatic 22s, two different barrel lengths, one just barely over the four-inch mark, and the other one's the, the five-inch, which is actually the first handgun I ever had. I got that right around the same time as the Colt Python. And um, what else was there? The SIG P226, a, Glock, a Gen 3 Glock 17 OD Green, a Smith & Wesson Victory Revolver in 45 ACP, and I believe the date on it was 1937 or 1939, two Enfield tankers. So these were Enfield revolvers with the hammers bobbed off so that the tank crew never you know, cocked the hammer by accident while they were moving around in and out of the tank and stuff. Uh, two... Uh, 22 revolvers, one Rec, one H&R, a Colt clone, the Italian Pietra. I, th- I don't know how to pronounce it, but they make clones of Colts. And it was a black, um, a black powder revolver that was a clone of a Colt. I don't know exactly which model. Um, I think that was it. How many did you buy? None. And so initially he said he had 15 guns and he wanted $5,000. The SIG had more miles on it than I don't know what. Like it was, there was lots and lots of wear on it. Um, the slide was was quite rattled, a lot of rattle in the slide. Uh, the dust cover had been drilled and tapped for some reason. Um, the Glock was well worth it. It hardly has any use on it whatsoever. Came with five mags. There was supposed to be like Ipsic stuff, holsters and belts, and I wouldn't have actually taken any of it home. The, the there was a he's left-handed, and he received a inside the waistband holster for the Sig 226 that was right-handed, so it's brand new in the package. That was worth taking. The belts weren't worth taking. The leather holsters for the other guns, sure, maybe I guess, but um, 
everything had quite a bit of wear on it. The uh, Enfields had wear on them. The Smith & Wesson uh, Victory Revolver in forty five was pretty good. Everything was in fair condition. Like, you know, fair, good, very good, excellent. I mean, I don't think you could say any of them were, were really better than fair, except for the Glock. The Glock was in uh, very good condition. The um, Colt was the reason why I went. Um, the Colt was a, unfortunately, someone restored it and didn't do it correctly, and it was just a train wreck. The Colt should have been blued. Whoever restored it looks it was either parkerized or cerakoted. And I think probably parkerized because it was probably done before Cerakote was a thing. So the Remington Rands, yes, they were parkerized, but the Colts were not. So they got that wrong. And not only that, when they prepared the surface for refinishing, they removed almost all the marking. The markings are there, but they're so faint, you have to like tip the gun just right to get the light to hit them so that you can see the uh, patent dates and I can't see the pony on the slide at all uh, the slides stop was wrong the slide lock uh, the safety like they had been like coated in some kind of like well they almost looked like they had been taken out of the gun and spray painted with silver spray paint the grip was cracked but it's too bad because it was what I want for the collection it was an A1 so I would like to have had a, an A1 but Anyway, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd pay five hundred bucks for it. It was that bad. So you didn't buy anything. Didn't buy them. I unfortunately walked away. Uh, well, I told him. Get- how are you going to fill your room with habits like that, Trevor? You're right. That's not SKSs the SKSs and Mosins and. Uh, so you just have to. Yeah, that's basically yeah. it. Yeah. In bulk or not? <laughs> in bulk, my crates of SKSs. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, and then I've been getting ready for the provincials. I got an email. I imagine most, well, I imagine every Ipsic New Brunswick member got the same email uh, with the final details of the Ipsic provincials this weekend. The only categories that will be recognized are standard and production. So there's no point in bringing my classic gun. I think what was done was they're only recognizing divisions that have 10 or more which is what you do in a level three because that's where you get your president's medal. In a level two, I, I certainly wouldn't have done that, but it's, I'm not the mass director. So uh, so there's no point in bringing, you know, if you want to compete in a division where you can get an award, or you either bring a production gun or a standard gun. So even though I shot classic all year, thanks, Matt Lorette, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm breaking out my, my standard gun. So uh, we'll go to the range tomorrow and put about 1,000 rounds through it to get reacquainted with it. After spending a season with a 1911, the uh, race holster feels weird. The the gun feels weird. So, but thankfully, I haven't touched the 1911 in 10 days. So, I'm picking up a gun for the first time in 10 well more than 10 days. I haven't touched a gun since SummerSlam. So, it's been like 17 days or so. So, uh, it doesn't feel quite as weird tonight. So that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to the range tomorrow and get ready for that. And then tomorrow night we'll head to the uh, Reds place. And then Saturday morning we'll go to the match. It's gonna be a big match. It's 18 stages, 320 rounds. Ooh. That's yeah. It's quite big for a level two. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I gotta get some details from you before uh, before we wrap up tonight, Trev. I'll just uh, forward that email to you, and it'll sure. give you the times and locations that you need. Perfect. That's all I needed. All righty. That's it. 
That's it. Oh, that's it. Oh, Jums, man. <laughs> and I even drug that out longer than I needed to. So. Yep. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. Hmm. That's, that's awesome. Thanks. Oh, time flew. Yeah. Didn't even realize it. Uh, All right, well, thanks for listening, up. everyone. And uh, yep. Oh, wait, we're not that far yet? Oh, sorry. No, we're not. No. Adriel, you're up. All right. Uh, let's see. So last weekend I worked a, a range demo day, uh, just helping out uh, bring some people through the uh, three-gun course of fire. I think we had about 55 people come through. So That's actually pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, uh, uh, a lot of members of the club who just who want to know more about three-gun and some non-members who want to know more, more about three-gun. You and think you're going to get more range. people uh, signing up and starting to play? I think so. Yeah, awesome. I think we'll uh, we'll get some people from it because a lot of them just wanted to talk to someone and ask about uh, holsters and shotgun shell carriers and all that three gun stuff. So yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, let's see. I'm all packed up for the Saskatoon Prairie Fire shoot. That's uh, it's coming up this weekend, and I am like literally immediately after work tomorrow. I'm going to be driving, and it's going to be a five hour drive or something like that to Saskatoon. But, wow, uh, it's a long drive. Eh, it's not bad. I, Saskatchewan's really flat, so it, it's you make miles pretty quick. <laughs> True story. <laughs> True story. <laughs> it's actually it's 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 really convenient. So the shoot is uh, is very close to Saskatoon, and uh, the hotel is on the highway that I'm going to be getting on from Edmonton. So it's like one highway, two hotel. And uh, and then you know a quick little jaunt over to the range, so it's 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 pretty convenient in terms of you know a five hour drive trip out to uh, to go out. Uh, I posted my WR seven six two review video and article. Uh, got all that done, uh, and I got my bow out so I can uh, go shoot some animals because uh, I got a couple of draws and grouse is going to be up on September first here. So I'm just looking at uh, getting my bow out, uh, putting some new wax on the strings, and shooting a bit at the uh, local archery range uh, before I head out and start doing it for the real thing. So are you going to give us uh, some like a quick like overview of what your thoughts were on the WR762, or are you going to make everybody go listen to your your video, uh, read your article? Well, like functionally wise, it's the same thing as a, a CZ858. Or CZ uh, eight five eight, yeah, one of them. Or uh, VZ uh, fifty eight. <laughs> okay, so it's basically the same thing as those. Then just yeah, yeah, just uh, Canadian now. I mean, it, right. you look at it more like a platform, right? Yeah. Uh, imagine ARs were like a platform out there, and Canada started making them, and they started making them to the spec that we needed to. I don't know, uh, be less risky with the law, right? Because I think right. that's that's what you get with this is. Uh, sometime in the future, if the liberals, uh, the liberal government, uh, turns over C42 and they turn over the amnesty on those 858s, uh, they're gone, right? Whereas right. these ones are totally out in the clear because they're, uh, totally different, right? Gotcha. At least the receiver is, so it's considered a, a totally different firearm. Okay. Well, that's cool. I was going to ask you about the Prairie Fire Shoot. What are you hoping placement wise? Ah, uh, well, what am I hoping for? What are you hoping to get? Uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be like a hundred shooters. I would love to be in the top uh, twenty in in uh, in my division, which is the the TAC ops is is the the most popular division. Um, yeah, I should be able to do top twenty. Okay. 
How about you pick a process goal instead of an outcome goal? He's allowed Kelly, to have both. Kelly just Trevor. asked me for He's an allowed to have goal. both. Come on. <laughs> I often do that too, Adriel. I'll have a process outcome goal, and I always do, but I also have a, an overall goal where I think if I can perform my process properly, I think I can end up top 10, say. But yeah, I, I usually have more than one goal, and I do it different ways. I don't want to get DQ'd on day one because to drive five hours out to... Uh, <laughs> but you might get DQ'd on day two. That's, that's okay. <laughs> that's I want to make it through the match. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That feels like mailing it in for a goal. Yeah. <laughs> Making it through the match. That doesn't feel like a... Like I should be able to make it through the match, right? <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't have that on like a checklist where it's like bucket list. <laughs> Made it through the match. Didn't get DQ'd. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ah, I'm sure you'll good. do fine. I, I think you can do that. That's I think that's achievable. Mm, yeah, you. yeah. So I'm going to try to uh, meet with some of the other pro shooters and, and get some interviews while I'm out there as well. Just that'd be cool. Uh, who do they shoot for? Uh, what kind of guns do they shoot? Um, like maybe some like lightning round kind of questions for them, just to rip them off real quick. Do they know anything about lightning? Oh, I'm going to put that <laughs> as one of the questions. <laughs> do you know anything about lightning? <laughs> Uh, I look forward to this interview. Yeah. Now. Uh, uh, Kelly, what about you? I spent Saturday at SFRC and we bought out all their supply of Aguila high velocity. (laughs) I love doing that to a place. (laughs) Well, technically, we didn't buy it all out. It came in and we got notification that it came in, so we just put half of it on hold for us, right? And we went to go and pick it up. But when, uh, yeah, when we got there, I said, "Hey, how much more do you have left?" And she goes, "I got one more. I have one more brick." I said, "Yeah, give it to us." (laughs) So basically, yeah, we bought out all of their their Aquila high velocity because. Yeah, we're. uh, Well, it works well, right? It works. It's really not like it goes bad. No, and, and it always goes up in price. Exactly, and it's not like anyone else needs any, so I, you take it all. It's capitalism, exactly. Trevor. Exactly. Are you a communist? Exactly. No, I'm totally with you, Matthew. Right. Buy all you can afford, and if that is all of it, well, then you well, go back and they get it back in. The reality is, we probably have gone through about five thousand rounds of it this summer, mm-hmm. and we haven't shot that. We probably have a shot, maybe. I've maybe shot maybe a hundred. Hashtag stop giving it away. I know. So guess what? We're giving everybody all the other stuff that we have here. And I'm going to be shooting the Aguila. Because it's... Anyways. Just saying. Well, no, maybe not. Anyways, we'll think about it. So... I wouldn't give away the good ammo. Just saying. Okay. Well, I have been... Because I'm nice. Well, it's like good that. that you're nice, but <laughs> Look, if you give milk away for free, nobody's going to buy the cow. Does That's that apply true. here? Yes, was there cookies involved though? Because I feel like there should be cookies if there's going to. There be should milk. always be cookies, regardless of the metaphor. <laughs> regardless of the metaphor, there should always be cookies. <laughs> All right, so Trevor, when I see you in a month, I'm going to be bringing my rifle, and you can you can shoot my ammo if you want, because I know it works well. Just saying. You know it works well on my rifle? That's amazing, considering you never shot that ammo on my rifle. You're awesome. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, what else did I do? I'm not going to even go there. Uh, G. Hines <laughs> went and saw him, a friend of ours, uh, and uh, he showed us his new rifles. Um, didn't do any shooting with him, unfortunately. What but did he other- get? Uh, he got a new uh, a new rifle that he's going to be using for precision rifle or precision shooting. Oh, he did. And, okay, yeah. so you don't know. Well, maybe what I should. Maybe I should not tell you. Did he? Did maybe he I already him? know, but the listeners oh. may want to know. Oh, yeah. What did he get? Hold on, I gotta go look he at the Facebook a, conversation. He got a Kadex. Yes, that's it. But what is it? Oh, I don't know which Kdex it is, but it's Kdex. Yeah, it's nice. I don't remember what it is either. So, um, yeah. The other thing that happened was Project Apple Seed, I got promoted twice. Just because. But nothing, I didn't shoot, so. You it. just got promoted. We, we, yeah, we got, promote randomly. We go down to the U.S., and then we do a couple of Apple Seeds, and then they promote us. Uh, I got promoted twice because I'm so awesome, apparently. I don't I, know. I concur. Okay. So that's cool. That's well, it. congratulations that's... on your promotion. Well, thank you. Does it come with a huge pay raise? Mm, yeah, exactly. Zero. Yeah. I get zero dollars. With like a thousand percent more than your previous. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. A thousand times zero is still zero. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I'm a math teacher. I'm not a math teacher. I made that up, actually. Mm. I do know statistics, Shh. though. Trevor, did you find <laughs> out what that was? No, I actually... No, I stopped to. looking. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, upcoming events. Adriel, do you want to talk about uh, the three-gun matches that you have on the threegun.ca website? No, he does not, because he does he's not. his mic and wandered away from the computer. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> oh. oh, you're back. All right, cool. no, he's yeah. back. I'm there. So it's a time difference between uh, New Brunswick and Ontario and Alberta here. I mean, go, every yeah. once in a while, it's we were, we're walking over each other. But um, yeah, so the three-gun outlaw shoot at Rock Cut is uh, on Saturday and Sunday, the 20, 26th and 27th. There's also going to be the Prairie Fire Classic Multigun, which I'll be at. And there's going to be the Mighty Peace three-gun uh, match as well. Those are all this weekend. Next weekend, we have the Vancouver Island Three-Gun Nation. And that is all. That is it. Cool. All right. That is it. We have one more event that we're going to be talking about. It's the one from Ryan McLean. It's the Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge PRS match. And it's going to be very running next weekend, which is September 1st to the 3rd. And it's going to be at Canadian Forces Base Meaford. Registration is still open, and you can go to Facebook for more details. I do know that they're still looking for RSOs, so if you're interested, sign up for that. Uh, what about the news? What do we got in there? Who put in this story from Edmonton? I did. Uh, that's just west of Edmonton, actually. Uh, some guys caught got caught with some full-auto, I guess kind of like Mac-10s. Yeah, they uh, look like little, little Uzis for people who don't know what a Mac-10 is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're they're nine millimeter full auto little Uzi things. They're just little slam slam fire guns, the uh, open bolt. Mm-hmm. They're stupid yeah. simple to make, which is yeah, the scary part. The scary part. Yeah, you yeah. can you can Google how to make like making Mac 11s, and, and like there's uh, plans like because in this in the states you could you could you do this? Maybe could you, you would could you need do it? You'd need to stamp get paperwork or and stuff. I think yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure if they're allowed to make new full autos or not yeah you can't hear no no you definitely can't <laughs> as pr- proving that uh yeah. 
Yeah, so the, um, this guy and his uh, uh, girlfriend or wife or whatever uh, were both charged with uh, 62 criminal offenses, including wow. making an automatic firearm, uh, firearms trafficking, possession of a firearm for the purpose of trafficking, uh, traffic a, trafficking a prohibited device, uh, <laughs> possession of prohibited device for the purpose of trafficking. So the, these are well, the interesting thing about this is these are all gun related charges. I don't see any like drug related. So it, it looks like they because oftentimes whenever you hear of people getting in trouble with guns, there's also a lot of drug charges too, and they just end up being bad people overall. And these people may just be bad people as well too. But it's weird that you don't see any any drug stuff in here as well. So. This is just is. straight up firearms related offenses. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they had a they had a bunch of uh, no no stuff for Canada. So the two Mac 11s, uh, suppressors, oversized magazines, uh, you know, like a a bunch of stuff that so it, regular capacity unpinned ones. <laughs> regular. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're handmade or if they're uh, if they're just purchased and right. uh, uh, made to be full uh, full capacity. Gotcha. Yeah. Either way, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, good that uh, I mean, look, these laws are they exist because you know, whatever. My opinion on that's not not important, <laughs> but the fact is, these these people probably shouldn't have been making full automatic guns, and, and they were trafficking, and they were trafficking so them. So yeah, this is a good thing that they they caught them, and this is a case where they actually got some guns off the streets that may have actually hurt somebody. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Right. What about the FPS Russia one? I'm just reading it right now. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's that's uh that's getting gun- guns off the street that probably haven't hurt anyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh he had some drugs mailed to him and uh I guess the cops found it and arrested him and took all his guns because there was drugs. They haven't said like what kind of drugs if it, if he had like pot mailed to his house or if it was No, no, like, it says it's say it says um, schedule, and if you know how the Americans schedule their drugs, it's like schedule one, schedule two. Let's see, it's in here somewhere. I'm waiting for lab results to come back. Hmm. Carry on while I look it up. It's <laughs> in right. the story. The other thing that the other thing that gained notoriety for FPS Russia is that his business partner was murdered at the business. Yeah. So that that was never that was. This is, by the it way, remains unsolved. Solved, right? Yeah. It was never solved, but yeah, this is this is not good. This is the second yeah. time he's been arrested. So, what was he arrested for the first time? It says it was the second time that he's been arrested. So I don't know. Doesn't say what for. Okay, um, Myers, who faces state charges for possession of a Schedule One drug and possession of drug-related objects, mm-hmm. is free on ten thousand dollars bond. The so type what's of drug- Schedule One? Uh, the type of drug alleged... Ah, they got everything in there. Heroin, LSD, marijuana, meth, oh, uh, so peyote. Anything, then. Yeah. yeah, and it says the type of drug alleged in the warrant was not immediately available. Right. So... Could have been yeah. anything. Well, he could have gotten medicinal marijuana med and mailed to him. Could have been. Yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. well, that's the thing. Eh? Marijuana is such a controversial topic right now where some places it's completely well i don't know if legal is the right word but it's decriminalized you know, de- decriminalized and people are able to buy it and, and, and nobody really cares and then in other places it's still highly illegal and, and 
you know, you, you get that mixed up or something or somebody who thinks that the law is lax in, in their area and it's not and then they get in a lot of yeah. trouble. I think this is just a case of hundreds of people in that state are probably getting charged with uh, with probably what he did, but because he's famous, it's big news. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree. He, he had the drug. He picked up the drugs at the post office. So whatever it was, he had it mailed to himself. So maybe he was buying synthetic something or other online. I don't doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever he had is Regard- legal where he is. Yeah, regardless, he did something illegal and they arrested him. So that's, I mean. <laughs> and then they took his guns. Yeah. Yep. They well, that's, that's another thing that sort of irritates me whenever somebody gets charged with something. Even if it's a nonviolent crime, they, they go after your guns. They do that here in Canada, too. Uh, you, you uh, get- no, not always. It depends. It de- True. I I, that's true. They don't always. but I think it varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. So I- in some states... If like if these are felony charges, that's then they would have to take his guns. Yeah, right. I get that for sure. So. But there are some things. I mean, I would Doesn't personally have to be not to be felony, right? I would personally not consider drugs to be a violent crime. Right, but in the United States, a felony isn't always violent. Right. The, the amount of so drug. again, though, I, I still would like to see some sort of well. If it's not violent, then why are you taking his guns away? Regardless of whether right. it's federal or not. As, right. Or, I get what you're yeah. saying. Instead of the black and white, a felony is a felony is a felony. Right. Yeah. So some common sense here. Right. But I mean, this guy clearly. I mean, he's got anyway. Whatever. Let's 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 move on. I think we've talked enough about FPS Russia. Yes, we have. <laughs> Thank you. Have a nice day. Have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we talk about PETA now? <laughs> it's not really gun related. It blew up what today? It's it's funny though. They sh- yeah they shut they they shut the filter down as far as I know. I guess it turned into no, hunting I've, I've related things. So. Oh yeah, some yeah, new people I've put it up. I thought I read a story yeah. that it got pulled. All right, so 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 who wants to say what it is here? Because it is you, hilarious. You've got it. You've got it as your profile picture. I do indeed. Yeah. It. PETA put out a filter on Facebook that allows you to turn your profile picture into an advertisement for PETA. And the filter uh, basically superimposes the words, shoot selfies, not animals, over your profile picture. So tens of thousands, I'm speculating on that number. Who knows? Maybe a million. Doesn't matter. It's probably two billion, actually. (laughs) Plenty of people. (laughs) Plenty of people all over Facebook suddenly changed their profile picture to them with a hunting and or an animal that they shot and killed uh, or, or have you seen a few fishing ones and then they've applied the PETA filter to them standing there with a trophy buck or a dead bear, or in my case, me standing over a dead gopher, you know, what a huge gopher. <laughs> That's a trophy. You're going to get that thing taxidermized. <laughs> it, it's, it's gone away to be mounted. Yeah. Chuck Testa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. So yeah. I thought Anyways, was, I, I thought it was a funny, uh, a funny way of, Trolling, protesting, PETA. trolling. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about new gun stuff? Adrian, you uh, put the stuff in here. So yeah. So there, there's. Um, I'm seeing a lot of ARs going on sale. I'm, uh, I'm starting to wonder. So like, Could all it be these that companies, the market is flooded with them. Yeah, like all these companies are making ARs, and now we're starting to see the prices drop. So it might be that there's too many out there, and they well, might have geared up for uh, for Hillary to win uh, yeah, the U.S. Exactly. election, and uh, Trump won instead. And so now people aren't buying them because they don't feel that there's a risk to, you know, losing them. Anyways, DPMS, yeah, the DPMS Oracle 
that's a good price. I mean, you're talking now we're down the Smith & Wesson, the DPMS. They're all going for Norinco dollars. Yep. Yeah. So what's a Norinco so, uh, going for then? Free, still basically. Free. They're just giving them away now. Uh, come get come get Norinco, guys. We we got way too many. <laughs> no, the Norinco's I've seen are still like six ninety nine. But why buy one when the DPMS Oracle's six twenty nine on sale at Wanstalls or yeah, no, uh, Wanstalls? Wanstalls. Oh, oh God. You know, Wan about us more. Give up, Trevor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, there's a sponsor we'll never get. So. Yeah. Uh, why buy an Orinco instead of an Oracle or okay, a... Okay, not the, not the Oracle, because I, I don't really like the Oracle, but uh, instead of the Smith & Wesson Sport. Because it still has more features that the Smith & Wesson Sport doesn't have. It has a chrome line barrel. It has full ambidextrous controls. That's why. Meh. Yeah. Just can't, <laughs> well, can't he's, just, he's just giving you reasons why. Yep. Yeah, it's just you giving you reasons to why. like them. <laughs> I don't yeah. really, I don't really like the ambi controls on the the Norinco ambi controls. Uh, there's some nice other ambi controls. They all cost like a fortune. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I guess if you if you were a lefty, the 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 Nork CQA would be an okay one to go with. Just okay, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? You're right. They're You're liable. Right. Yeah, it's it's no Daniel defense. It's 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 an okay one. It's always going to work pretty much. I I still don't hear any stories about Norinco AR um, reliability issues. No, neither do I. I as, as far as I know, they're they're good and reliable. It's just there's that much more competition on the market right now for around that price point. Like the other one that I had here was that Stag Arms 3DI for seven seventy nine. That's a really good rifle for a, a pretty inexpensive price. So there's there's a lot of uh, good ARs going on sale. Uh. Done with AR talk? Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, lots of uh, production turning into lower prices, Tenda has some American Eagle 223 or 556, what do you want to say, at 459 per thousand. So pretty cheap. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Or and uh, thousand. Yeah. That's like that's pretty typical. Your non-sale price on bulk uh, 223 is right around 500 bucks per thousand. Sale price, what I've seen, 460 is about as cheap as it goes in terms of brass case stuff, right? You can always right. get steel cases. I'm gonna for, check why uh, if the brass case. I'm checking the X metal price right now. Oh, okay. How much was that? 459 per thousand. Oh, okay. X metal is 445 per thousand. Manufactured. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. By the way, yeah, I need yeah, to buy some of that for the three gun. Just saying. Okay. I shot it today, actually. Quick, uh, quick range review. Um, I shot some uh, that Norinco bulk five five six that I had uh, crate of, and then I shot it against the uh, X metal stuff, and the X metal stuff printed half the size. Ooh, nice. So, yeah, shot really well out of my AR. Doesn't shoot worth crap out of my PAR, but that doesn't say anything because nothing yeah, shoots that's... well out of my PAR yeah. except for yeah. one very special load. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, the only difference between the X metal and you call it remanufactured, and I, and I, I agree with you, it is remanufactured. However, X metal is manufacturing ammunition, and the only difference between what they're doing and what Hornady or Remington or American Eagle is doing is they are acquiring uh, boatloads of IVI brass once fired from the military. And they're using that, so I guess that in itself is going to make it remanufactured. But 
that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's one. It's it's being manufactured with once fired brass. Other than that, everything. What, what what you're trying to say is the primer, the bullet, and the powder are all brand new. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> They're not using used powder at all. No. Interesting. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, it's I not... scoop bullets out of the out of the berm and then put them back in the ammo. That's what I call remaking. <laughs> <laughs> Have I been on the show since I visited visited X Metal? No. Uh, no. No. Oh, well, I should have included that when I didn't. Oh, you can do that next week. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll do it next week. I did get to visit <laughs> where they make the targets and, more importantly, where they make the ammo, and I was uber impressed. So Yeah, I want to hear about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. next week. Next week, yeah. Write it down. Don't forget. I'm doing it now. <laughs> Good. Sweet. Uh, right. Did you guys see the Gen 5 Glock? Yeah, I did. I like the look of it. I like but the no-finger grooves. We're not. This is not the first time we've seen this. this I know. Look- I know. I'm just talking about it again. Right. Okay. My I'm, goodness, right. man. Relax. Is it? Is it? I've seen, seen it before. before. Right. It was. It, it, it was, was leaked it was... a while ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No finger grooves is cool. Ambidextrous slide lock is cool. And whether it's cool or not, I don't know. It's only got one pin in the frame now instead of two. I think. And, maybe... a, and a built-in magwell. Or did you say that? Yes. The the magwells yeah. flared a bit. Magwells flared yeah. a bit, and there's a cutout in the front of it now too, instead of just in the back. So. Huh. I'd shoot one. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's any better functionally than the one that I have. Well, but uh, uh, if they, if they fix the problem, the reason why I asked, and I was asking if we had seen this already, was there was pictures leaked because this is what they submitted for the trials for the military, and they lost to the to the Sig P320. Mm-hmm. But did you guys also hear about the police department that got some to test, and the slides were coming off? Oh no! Yeah. So is that a problem then? Well, it's a feature. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a self-disassembling is what it is. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if it's a desirable feature. It's up to the user, I guess, to determine that. But, uh, yeah, they had a problem with slides coming off. Um, well, hopefully so, they fix that. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but I do like the fingerless, fingerless uh, grooves there. Wait, the, the non, <laughs> non-finger. You know what I mean. Yes. And it doesn't I, have the finger grooves. I don't like finger grooves. It also looks like they've rounded the corners on more of the models yep. on the front of the slide. Like the the 22 and the and the 17 were square in the yeah. front. Yeah, the these corner. look a little more aerodynamic. So when you yeah, throw like them, they they'll go a little the, straighter. <laughs> like they did with the 34 and the 35. It lets you run faster when you're in Ipsic because of the aerodynamics. Yeah, it's yeah. aerodynamic now. Yeah. yeah. So, like you, Matthew, losing the finger grooves and building in a flared magwell, those are the two things I, I think I like most. Yep. And the ambidextrous uh, slide release. Oh, yes, yes. I do like that. And I'm not ambi- ambidextrous, but I like my guns to be. Yes. There you go. So, so you'll, cool. have, you'll have the ambi slide release and a reversible mag release. Yep. Cool. cool. So, it's almost like it's, you know adding the same features that all the other guns have been adding to yep. them for five years. Yep. Nice they way caught to up. Way to catch up. Way to catch up. Yeah. The, and what was their slogan? The bar, the bar, has, bar has been raised. Has, the bar has been raised. You mean you have it. finally reached the bar, is what you yeah, mean. Yeah, we raised say. it to the same level uh, everyone else did That's, years ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for catching up. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. 
So for tonight's main topic, we have Rod Giltaka, the president of the CCFR, with us tonight to talk to us all about the initiatives that uh, the CCFR has uh, been undertaking and the exciting news that they have uh, that's coming up in the next little while. Hey, Rod, welcome to Slamfire Radio. Why don't you tell us all about uh, the CCFR and the initiatives that we have? What uh, why don't you tell us about Wild TV, what's going on with that? Uh, well, Wild TV, what we did was we um, we uh, purchased a sponsorship package for Wild TV for this uh, upcoming season of two shows that are related to uh, Canada Hunts. I'm I <laughs> I'm not currently a subscriber of Wild TV, but uh, apparently you we sponsored be. two shows. Yeah, I will be. That's <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> no choice there. Um, but it just seemed like it was a really good way for us to reach out to to gun owners. And basically what our involvement there is going to be, uh, we'll have commercials on every episode of two shows uh, nationwide. We'll also have some um, some kind of did you know segments that will appear in the show. So did you know whatever? I haven't, uh, haven't got those ready yet, but those will be uh, part of that. And uh, also I will be going hunting for the first time in my life on the show. That seems to be uh, what the plan wow. is. Nothing's yeah, you've, it's not you've never gone hunting before. Never in my life. Really? Huh. Yeah, and the, and the okay. reason why yeah, and the reason why I thought it was it would be an interesting spin is it's a testament or a perfect example of how someone can be in the shooting sports for whatever de- determinate length of time. And you're not going to say how long you've been shooting, are you? Because you don't want to age yourself. Well, actually, I've been shooting for that long. I'm on oh. my uh, third PAL, so it hasn't actually been that long. Oh, it's only but, fifteen years. Well, I just got it a month ago, so oh, it's, it's only ten years. 10 years. Oh. Can you imagine? I'm yeah. trying to make you sound older than you really are. You know that, right? Oh, I'm plenty old. Don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right, though, Rod. It, it shows people that, hey, there are yeah. gun owners out there who are gun owners for the sport aspect, the recreation aspect. Not all gun owners are hunters. We're out here as just plain old competition shooters or, you know. So it's a yeah, great idea to do that. I like yeah, it. and there's so much to do. The sport, the, the, just everything to do with shooting is it's it's so huge that people can go their whole lives or whole shooting careers or whatever, and not have ever sport shot or shot a handgun or gone hunting or whatever. So, um, so anyway, that's that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe you'll get some of those people who have only ever uh, hunted decide that they want to use their firearms in other contexts. Right. Maybe. Maybe, um, but uh, kind of an interesting point. Just before we move on, um, you know, I've 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 seen some comments online, and I have I've had some people talk to me, and they're like, "Well, you know, you're 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 uh, you're preaching to the converted by buying advertising on Wild TV, and and when you're not in the, you know, within the confines of an organization, and part of those decisions, uh, sometimes it you know you can't really figure out what people or organizations are doing, and I mean we. We see examples of that all the time, but just in case someone out there that's listening doesn't, you know, it's not sure why we are doing that, why we're going to reach out to gun owners is uh, I made a video a little while ago um, and posted it in the uh, Facebook group for the CCFR. And basically I said, you know, there are probably give or take 20,000 people in Canada that have PALs that are politically active. And what we're doing is we're not trying to have people discover shooting by advertising on wild TV. We're trying to get more people involved. So that's right. really what we're doing there. We need to have a membership of 100,000 to be an organization that can really throw any kind of real political weight and, and make any meaningful change, you know, lasting change, right? So that's why we're doing it. Right. We're trying also to show that, you know, 
doesn't matter the discipline. So if you're a hunter, you can still support those that are, you know, action shooters. Or if you're an action shooter, you can still support those that are that are hunters. And we see the divide there sometimes as well. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, the the comment Rod that uh, we're preaching to the converted, I don't agree with. They may be, well, they may be converted. They may be, they may be gun owners, but that doesn't mean that they've e- ever heard of the CTFR or are even aware that we have lobby groups in Canada. So yeah, they're, absolutely. They're, they're definitely the group we need to advertise to. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, when you look at how many um, PAL holders there are, and that doesn't even represent how many gun owners there are, but still, two point yeah. one million. You know, it's uh, it's less than one percent that uh, are even really politically awake, and right. uh, and that's a problem for us, a real problem. What are you actually planning to go and hunt? Well, I I'm not I'm not even sure whether I, whether I'm supposed to be talking about it, but I've been okay, ta- supposed mind. to be talking, about it, but I've been talking about it anyway. So it's no, there's no secret. Uh, the idea is, and it's not confirmed, that I'll be going on a grizzly hunt. Oh, okay. oh yeah, just jump right God. in with both feet. Yeah, I've got a perfect rifle for that hunt for sale. By the way, we'll talk later. No, you got to use a bow. You have to use a bow or a spear. <laughs> exactly. He's a firearms advocate. You can't go with a spear or a bow. Come on. He's got to shoot with some big yep. gun. That's what you are. You didn't know. Uh, Advocate. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, don't look it up. It's a word. It's a word. Yeah. Take, take my tr- word. Tr- trust me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Rod, you've been doing some other things as well. You've been putting out what is called these explainer videos. Do you want to explain to our listeners what these are? Because you put out a series of them, and we've been featuring one every couple of days on Slamfire's uh, Facebook page. But can you let us know about them? Cool. Um, well, I guess I should have an explainer video to explain what an explainer video is. <laughs> I'm like, I'd hope to do that. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised that, that Trevor didn't jump in and say that. But um, anyway. I you would do it, buddy, and yeah. you, you didn't let me down. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> but uh, the explainer videos are uh, a shareable uh, little tool that gun owners can use when they're debating people or even just trying to inform people. It doesn't always have to be uh, in the form of conflict. But um, just a tool to to have these uh, discussions online and even in person with people to educate them on some of these firearm-related topics. So, um, again, it seems to be uh, a, a, a problem. People understanding exactly how to use them. So the shortest way for me to explain that is, uh, let's say um, I want to form my own grassroots um, you know, advocacy effort. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say to myself, well, I'm going to allocate one or two nights a month where I'm just going to spend two or three hours on the computer and I'm going to go to Twitter. And I'm going to look up some anti-gun groups and I'm going to engage people in discussion. So let's say I'm on Twitter and someone says, you know, maybe they link a, a news story and they say, you know, this is another reason why we need gun control or why gun control works. And let's say it has to do with registration. Well, then you can say, you know what, actually, with all due respect, registration doesn't work. And they are like, yeah, absolutely. It does. Bang. You just put a, a little uh, link to one of the explainer videos. Yeah. It's two minutes long. It's very focused communication. Um, and there's an essay that goes along with all of these explainer videos on gundebate.ca so that it's not even just that two minute kind of throw down mic drop moment. It's like, yeah, and there's an essay too. You can find out where all the references come from. So individual people can go out there and they can battle for hearts and minds uh, out there in, in the non-gun owning community uh, in Canada. And that's how we're going to change things long-term is change the public perception of owning guns and private firearm ownership. Right. So gundebate.ca is where they can find this. You got a gundebate.ca. All of them are there. There's right. a lot of uh, stats can studies. There's all kinds of great material and reference uh, material there. So people can just sit down and 
talk to their friends, talk to their neighbors, and say, here, this is the reason why and why firearms are not a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, basically. Okay. Tell us about the new podcast that's come out. We've got competition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I, I would think partner, not yes, competition. we're not competition. We're partners. We have a new partner. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah the, the CCFR podcast, CCFR radio podcast, I guess, is the official name, I'm, I'm thinking. And um, basically, it's just a way to for, for people to um, get a 20 to 30 minute kind of update from the CCFR every couple of weeks without having to be part of the Facebook group. We, you know, a lot of gun owners don't do that kind of stuff. So we're trying to we're trying to to branch out in as many directions as we can to make uh, participating in the CCFR or for people that are interested, um, just giving them that information, in any format that's friendly to them. So the podcast um, is now hosted by me, unfortunately. Uh, I did the last episode. I've done uh, just completed another episode, and hopefully we'll have them out every two weeks. But we are looking for a new host. So anyone that has a uh, a better voice than me, which shouldn't be difficult to find, and has some self restraint and and some good uh, good knowledge of the firearms issue, and uh, well, I was going to say, Trevor, you're good until he said the self restraint thing. <laughs> You know, that is really hard to find. The good voice, maybe we can find that, right? It's, it's the uh, it's the self-restraint, the discipline part, but also someone that has the time to do it and right. is, is reliable enough to come up with content every couple of weeks. But they can always drop us a line at podcast at firearmrights.ca if they're interested. Okay. All right. Uh, what about... Yeah, we did that and we ended up with Adriel. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. I'm big mistake. I'm not sure. Look, I'm just. I'm just. I, I don't want to say if it's a positive. Or it's just, just a warning, Rod, that we could get we could get another Adriel. You could get. This, <laughs> this is what we did, and this is what we got. Lightning could strike twice, eh? Okay. Yep. <laughs> I tell you what, or you could just have Adriel. Mm. Ooh. Hey, we could negotiate some contracts. Yeah, we could just. Hey, my tra- my trade deal something. has a no no move clause. I I don't oh. think it does. <laughs> I got it right in front of me. You're <laughs> involved with the podcast, anyways. Maybe it's just a. We can talk later. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. How do so? All of this does take a little bit of uh, cash, but it also takes some some people getting involved as well. How can people help with with getting this all on board and up and running? Uh, the podcast or everything. Everything, because you know yep. the videos take money to to produce. Obviously, the Wild TV, uh, you know, we are we're sponsoring it, so it's going to take some money. So, what are what can we do to help the CCFR? Well, again, here's some inside information there. So, obviously, you can become a member of the CCFR um, by going to the website at www.firearmrights.ca, um, of course. Right. And but uh, you can also donate and just kind of some extra information uh, that I released on a video that I did a little while back. You know, when when people buy um, a membership to a, any organization, whether it's a firearm ownership or not, uh, firearm um, organization or not, you know, to become a member, there's cost to the organization. So for us, we purchase five million dollars of liability insurance for you. We create the card. We do a mail out to you and all the rest of that stuff. And there's costs involved. So it's great to become a member. But what I'd like to see personally is I'd like to see a large group of firearm owners all doing a teeny tiny bit. And if we have enough people, then no one has to be out of pocket that much money to have the the change that we want. So the one of the ways that we can do that is a donation because a right. donation really doesn't cost the CCFR anything. 
So become a member and maybe donate 20 bucks a year. I mean, that's, that's a, a great way to do that. And you can also volunteer and, uh, and you can get a hold of us in the, in, you know, through the website as well. And we can always use a helping hand if you have a skill that, uh, uh, that might be useful, whether it's video production or podcasting, maybe, and yeah. <laughs> or administrative or working gun shows, all that kind of stuff. There's always uh, something to do. Right. We're always looking for, for people to to go to the gun shows, uh, educate people as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I do know that uh, that the CCFR accepts EMTs, which has really become one of the things that is so easy for people to do, just do a bank transfer. Uh, I do know that if you're going to be sending an EMT, you can, the um, word, security word can be help CCFR, all in capital letters in one word. And yeah, that's, uh, that'll help them tremendously. Uh, any final questions for Rod, you guys? No. <laughs> well, you really take Israel. Wow, crickets. Too Well, Thank you very much, Rod, for coming on and telling us all about the exciting stuff that's going to be happening in the near future at the CCFR. And it was really great to have you on. So thank you very much. And thank you for everything that you do as well for all of us gunnies. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right. Let's get to listener feedback. Uh, Matthew, why don't you read to us what Dave has to say? The Yeah, sure. Hello, my favorite podcasters. Just off wanted, to a good start, Dave. Off yeah, to a good start. Dave. Well, Dave is always off to a good start. Just wanted to send a quick, huh? Nothing. It's going to be a lame joke anyway. Carry on. Oh, I like lame jokes. It's even too lame for you. Waiting. It might even borderline on inappropriate, so. Oh, well, in that case, I don't want to get the bleep machine out, so. (laughs) Dave says, just wanted to send a quick note uh, to thank you for putting on the Ferlacci course and for letting me horn in on the gopher shooting and inviting me to hang out with you guys after the course. I learned a lot at the course and in the downtime. Uh, My range has been closed since the course due to fire danger here in BC. It finally opened last week and I got to try out what I'd learned. Wow, what a difference. My times have dropped and I'm missing the steel a lot less often, even while trying to shoot fast. After trying the eye target at Will's, I bought one the minute I got home and the whole family has been enjoying it. My elementary school-aged kids have been brainwashed in the public education system to be anti-gun, but this might be the thing to turn them around without forcing them to come to the range with me and enjoying it. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew, hope your move goes well and that you find new places to fly and shoot. And Kelly, how was the reunion? And that comes to us from Dave. He says he enjoyed episode 217. Is the seventeen special? I think or? it was just Adriel and Matthew. Or sorry, Adriel and Trevor. You and I weren't there, Matthew. Yeah. So what you're saying, Dave, is you don't really like it when I'm no, on. No, that's not what he's saying. On. He likes it more that's, when you're not. <laughs> that's, yeah. Hmm. Hey, got to keep it on the positive. Well, screw you, Dave. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you rage quit. I'm rage quitting. Yeah. No. I'm out. Seventeen was the one that was just me and you, Kelly. Oh. <laughs> and the one where we, so, we um, had Matthew and Trevor join us, kind of. Uh, oh, the, uh, yeah. The, well, that one was particularly hilarious. Shenanic. Remember when we called up uh, Adriel Trevor and we were all like pretending to be <laughs> mad because uh, we, <laughs> we told him we got complaints that it was awful and that was a whole idea. And, <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I was in it. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. We had him for a little ep- while. Episode 217 was the one where Adriel spliced together some comments. Yes, we, we, we just said that. <laughs> yep. Literally, just now. Yeah. So, hmm. just in case people didn't know. Oh, Alright, okay. that's it. Well, what? yeah. 
Thank you, Dave, for, for writing in. And, and dude, come on. It was awesome having you along when we went gopher shooting. You were uh, you're a blast to hang out with. So why do I? I'm glad. You why do I have really? no memory? Why do I have no memory of Dave coming gopher hunting with us? And until really? he said he was from BC, I couldn't remember which Dave it was. And now you still don't remember him coming I gopher hunting know with who us. We're talking about. I don't remember him being there. Yeah, yeah he was there. Oh my! Was this before the class? He brought his Remington five nine seven out there. Yeah. And. Uh, it was before the class, Trevor. Five nine seven is helping me put it all together. Did we make this plan at pub night or something? Yes, it, it just sort of came together. He's like, "So, what are you guys doing tomorrow?" I'm like, "Going gopher hunting." He goes, "Oh, that sounds like fun." He like raised his eyebrow a little bit. I'm like, "Do you want to come along?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. Did he stay in a tent? <laughs> he may have stayed in a yeah. tent. I feel like he, that makes sense. He, yeah, I think he I did. Like he, he ended up in Will's backyard that's in a tent. It. Yeah. 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 Dave's a cool guy, man. Are you okay? Yeah, no, listen, I drank a lot of alcohol. <laughs> so <laughs> stuff got foggy. I okay. don't know like brain cells were killed. All right. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know Chad? Chad, we know, yes. <laughs> okay, you guys. So, if you would like to send us emails where Trevor can promptly forget who you are, you can send them to Radio. It took hours of alcohol abuse to forget them. <laughs> I drink to forget, remember? Right, this is true. Slamfireradio at gmail.com. We have no iTunes reviews, and that's kind of sad, really, isn't it? No, no because iTunes is a horrible piece of software okay. that no one wants to negotiate. Okay, go to Sketcher. Go to BeanPod. No one knows what they are. <laughs> Fine. All right. Send us a review yeah. somehow. Shoutouts. Who would like to have a shoutout? I got some shoutouts. Okay, Trevor. Uh, Captain Andy and his lovely wife, Kelly. They um, were a huge part of our vacation. We spent the first, when we got to Cape Breton, we spent Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We spent four nights living in the lap of luxury, being fed like royalty, drinking the finest liquors, and cruising around the Bordeaux Lake on an amazing sailboat. It was amazing. They just welcomed us into our home, into their home, and just, like, we didn't have a care in the world. We were pampered. We were treated like it was amazing. I can't even... I needed a vacation really bad, and Annie and his wife made sure that we had nothing to do except sit back and relax, sleep into whenever we wanted, wake up to amazing breakfast and being cooked. I fell in love with sailing. I didn't know that this would be a thing that I would love. Man, my time in that boat, I was jumping all over the place. And he was, I was on the boat. I was like, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me how to do this thing. And oh, man, it was a ton of fun. Learned a lot and just relaxed, had a great time. And uh, both Andy and his wife listened. So, Kim, did I write Kelly? You wrote, wrote Kelly. My God, why did I write Kelly? Her name Something is about Kim. alcohol abuse. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. No, well, there's some <laughs> alcohol abuse while I was there, too. His wife's name is Kim. Oh, my God. Can you please edit that? That's horrible. And she listened, so she's going to hear that. I I'm going to get. I'm on the, I'm I'm on the outs now. <laughs> no, I'm in Kim's doghouse. 
It's awful. So anyway, and then on our way back from Cape Breton, we stopped in and to, to, so we didn't have to drive the eight and a half hours home from Cape Breton. We drove as far as their, their home in, uh, in uh, somewhere along the way and stayed there, which divided the, the drive up perfectly. So thank you guys so much for everything. And thanks for listening. Uh, and, uh, Jake's Jake's is, uh, from Prince Edward Island, but a member of Ipsic New Brunswick shoots matches with us, and he just got himself a brand spanking new AR, so he sent me a picture of that. He got one of those Smith & Wesson jobs, so oh. congratulations to Jake's on this new AR. All right, what about me, you, Matthew? I've got one for Charles Boran. I'm sure I you messed up your last name. Charlie Boran. Yeah, Charlie Boran. Cool. He's the corn guy at SummerSlam, <laughs> so I was, uh, yeah. Hilarious. So hey, I got to shout out Charlie too. Charlie brought me some of his uh, homemade beer at the SummerSlam registration night. I've had the English bitter so far, which was very bitter, and the other one I will have when the show is done. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Adriel, do you have any shout outs? You didn't list any, but I'd still ask because I'm nice like that. Aw, <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I know a cheap shot when I hear one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I don't have any either. So, Patreonies, we have two of them. To two new ones, uh, Anthony S with a seven point six two. That's seventy six two. Okay, seventy six two, but seven dollars and sixty two cents. I wish it was seventy six dollars and two cents. But, but yeah, you got the caliber you. right. Thank you, Anthony, and also Cody M for a buck. So they've joined. They're, we're now up to seventy four people. Seventy four Patreonies, amazing. Yes. You guys are awesome. Yep. Speaking of Patreonies, aren't we doing one tonight? We are. Sweet. So yes, are. if you're a Patreoni and you're hearing this, there's a Patreoni episode coming out. If you're not a Patreoni, you're not going to hear it. <laughs> but for a buck, you could. Yeah, you could. So a buck makes a difference, right? Absolutely. They all make a difference. They do. You know, if we get 100 people at a buck a person, that's like 90 bucks or something. So, you know. It's good. Okay. So, everyone, why don't you go out and support one of the advocacy groups like the CCFR. Go and give them some money so that they can educate some people and support us. Uh, go out and do some IPSC, maybe take a maple seed. We have some that are coming out, by the way. We're, we're booking some for the fall, some new ones. Uh, shoot a three-gun match. Go to Prairie Fire and watch Adriel there. And also, you can also go out and just even just shoot some long-range F-class targets. So go over to Gun Owners of Canada. We have a thread there. Every week we post the episode, but we'd love to hear from you there. Also on Facebook, we're at 1,730 uh, likes so far. And also we still have that Slamfire podcast survey. We uh, will put it on the show notes, I guess, Adriel, right? Yeah, it was on the last show's show notes, so it'll still be on there. Okay. Um, we'll probably shut her down in, I don't know, like a half a week or a week or something like that, because we've got a, a ton of responses in there. We do. Lots of good feedback from people, so we'll be able to uh, um, either leave the, leave the show the same or, or change some yeah. things. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's good feedback, but it's feedback. <laughs> I'm just saying. I actually have no idea. I didn't read any of it, yeah, but it seemed like a good joke that. to make. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Any words of wisdom before we say goodbye to, to everyone, Trevor? Uh, take your Adriel? pets shooting. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Trevor? Nope. 
Alright, Matthew? Good night! Yeah, that's right. Good night, everybody. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.